You ready for this? Oh, that was fun. I'm ready for this. How about you? Mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome. Jinx. You talk me, owe me a glass of wine. Okay. Oh, shoot. Talk me on that. Darn. So, it's time for Murder Happy Hour. I'm Amber. And I am Morgan. And here we are. <laughs> that we are. <laughs> In the basement, drinking wine, eating art class fundraiser chocolate. Yeah, seriously. The world's, what is it, the world's finest chocolate? World's best? World's finest chocolate. It, it really is. really is the finest. Delicious. Yeah. Well, today, we're talking about the murder of Polly Class. Polly Class, Yes. Excuse me, guys. I just got to get it out there right now. I'm coming all, um, getting better from a case of bronchitis here, so don't mind my voice and my coughing and sounding like I'm an 80-year-old smoker. Sorry about that. She secretly is. Yeah. You can't see us. You don't know. Yeah, that just chain smoking. Yeah. All right. Where do we begin? Well, oh. let's begin with who is Polly Class. Yeah. So who is Polly Class? She was a 12-year-old girl growing up in Petaluma, California in 1993, so a few years older than us, but right about our age. Um, she was having a slumber party with two of her friends at her mother's home. Which is, like, just such a 12-year-old mm -hmm. thing to do, right? Yeah. I mean, I her love mom, Her mom was party. just sleeping a couple doors down. Mm -hmm. uh, about 10.30 p.m., a gentleman entered the bedroom of Polly and asked which one of them lived at the house. Uh, he, Polly identified herself, supposedly according to the friends. He tied both of her friends up, put pillowcases over their head, and told them to count to a thousand. Um, yeah, so eventually he ended up taking Polly, and her friends broke free from being tied up, and they immediately went to... Polly's mom and woke her up and she called the police right away. Worth noting, an all points bulletin was put out, but it was only put out in their the county that they lived in, not like a statewide or a nationwide bulletin. So Which like totally missed the mark because yeah. in Santa Rosa, which is only twenty miles mm -hmm. away, but on a different police channel, um, cops were called because a babysitter saw a strange car in the ditch in the driveway on her way home. She thought that looked a little fishy, called the cops. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this APB didn't reach that county or that city. So they um, called the people that, the babysitter called the people that lived at the house, let them know that there was some creepy guy walking down their road. The mother drove down their driveway, saw the man that we now know to be Richard Allen Davis. Um, the mom went to a gas station because it was 1993, no cell phones readily available at that time. Mm -hmm. Called 911. Police came and investigated the vehicle and Mr. Davis. Ran the license plates, ran his driver's license, nothing came up. The cops actually tried to talk the homeowner into performing a citizen's arrest yeah. because they had no way to arrest him. But apparently at this time in California, if the citizen went up to the police, up to the person with the police and said I arrest you the deputies could then take them into custody so which seems like 
Okay, so there's a strange man lurking mm -hmm. around. Like, it's enough to cause concern to call the cops, and you're just gonna, like, walk up to him and be like, I arrest you. I mean, I like, I get that you can't just arrest somebody for no reason, but it just seems a little yes. unsafe. But I don't think that she chose to do that. She chose not to do it because she was scared of this man. He creeped her out. He knew where he lived. Or she lived. He was right by her house. Like, just some sketchy stuff all around, and... Yeah. If you, we'll post a picture of Richard Allen Davis on our Instagram. So creepy. Just Creepiest like, man. Like, yeah. gives you the Charles Manson vibes. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I immediately, when I started Googling this to start my research and his picture came up, it's just like, ugh. ugh yeah. So many heebie-jeebies. Yeah. So the cops ended up calling a tow truck. Mm -hmm. They couldn't arrest him, but they did call a tow truck. Um, they actually searched his vehicle. They talked to him. And then they just let him go. They did feel... There was one deputy that filled out a field incident mm -hmm. report, which will come in very, very handy later. So, so like, props they, to that deputy. Yep. They Good took... Job. Basically, they just, like, filed it away, like, took down his information. Which, I mean, they did what note. they... Did yeah, what they, they could. did what they could, but... They just didn't know what yep. he... What he had really done yet. Yes. So, um... November 1993, so I think it was about two months later, the search had been going on. There had been over 4,000 people out searching for Polly. There was a total panic in the community of Petaluma. Petaluma wasn't a very big town in this time, I don't think. I don't think so. And I this was kind of one of the first, like, widespread, I think, missing yes. person. Yes, like, kidnapping. And, mm -hmm. and, like, where people were really getting involved and spreading, and the word was spreading. But I don't know if, like, the internet was possibly a little bit involved. Probably the early 90s was maybe just starting, yeah. but... So that takes us to November 1993. The same property owner who had had the mysterious man on her property two months, or roughly two months before, was checking out some of her property after she had loggers clear an area. Um, she noticed some suspicious items that at this time we've come to know were pieces of evidence from the case of Polly. So piece, things that were taken from their house during the kidnapping. Um, she specifically found a, found a pair of ripped leggings that had been noted in evidence from Polly's home. So they ended up um, identifying Davis due to what the cop, that cop had filed that incident report, and then they matched a partial print. Yeah. Um, and, and they put him in the area from phone calls made in the area earlier that day, is how they found. And it's also worth noting that, so backing up a little bit, two weeks after the kidnapping, so before this lady found the evidence, um, Davis was arrested for drunk driving. They put him in jail for the night, and then the he was tank. yeah, and then he was released. Like, no clue what he had done. Still, mm -hmm. just so crazy. Basically, just skating by. Yep. So, they ended up searching this area. Um, they watched. They put surveillance on Davis, which led to nothing. But they did end up arresting him anyway. So, um, Davis has been arrested, and they began to interrogate him. I mean, I think they probably know for sure they got the guy. They have a little bit mm -hmm. of evidence. They're getting the heebie-jeebie vibes. Mm -hmm. He's just not an, an all-around not a good citizen, and we'll get into his background a little bit later. Um, but so they're searching for 
Holly <laughs> at this time, which was on December 3rd. And the following day, on December 4th, uh, Davis confessed to the kidnapping and the murder and told them mm-hmm. where the body was. Um, he did admit to what he'd done. He had confessed and showed them the body. But he wouldn't actually tell them what happened. Like, he just was like, yep, I did it, and here she is. And then he didn't even yeah, give... wouldn't come... No, wouldn't give a timeline or anything about it. And he never really did. No. Like, there's only... That's all they know. They don't really... He never really said why. He never really said how he found her. No, it was just anything that they have is just, like, theories and speculation and just piecing stuff together. Um, But, speaking of those theories, this one was just, like, so sad. So, one of the theories is that um, when that babysitter who passed him, he thought that... She, she was, was going to, yeah, or was going to call the cops. And so then he got scared and killed Polly and hit her body before the cops arrived. And did he say that though? No, that's just, no, what that's they just were a thinking. theory. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the theories. No, he was pretty mum. Because at this point, he pretty much wasn't saying anything. And at, that, at the point that the babysitter saw him, he very likely could have had her body, or she may have still even been. Maybe she was alive still. Maybe he just kidnapped her. We need wine to talk Lots about this, dude. Yeah, this this is a hard one. Kids, man. Mm-hmm. Gets you in the feels. And she was like the cutest little all-American lady. Oh, gosh. I have some little notes on her because I just thought it was the cutest. Yeah, let's talk about little Polly. Yeah, so she played the clarinet... Just a little. Which same, and so does my so does my niece now. She's right around Polly's age. Yeah, yeah, she's almost the same age as Polly. Yeah, I don't want to think about that at all. Makes you just. Yeah, and Polly was a good student. Um, Her friend said she was silly. She was hyper. She liked to do impressions and just be kind of goofy. And I think the most heartbreaking thing of all is that she was afraid of the dark and she was afraid of the boogeyman. And this guy's a legitimate real life. He's boogeyman. the boogeyman. Like how terrifying. And like you feel like you're safe with your parents. Your mom's in the next room, and yeah, and you're just having like a nice time, giggling with your friends, and staying up too late, and painting fingernails, exactly. playing Polly Pocket, watching scary movies or something, and not actually thinking that like mm-hmm. that's gonna come to come to real life. Disgusting. So that's kind of really the. I mean, Davis was eventually convicted and is on death row still? Yes. Has not yet been executed? Um, So, Davis was eventually convicted of Polly's murder um, in June of 1996. Um, So, at the sentencing, he, like, so not only did he do this terrible, awful thing, but he had zero remorse for it. He was even taunting the victim's family like he was flipping the bird to the cameras he was like claiming that her last words were implying that her dad had molested her which is completely untrue and never yeah just said it just to say it um so yeah and i just it's just the the worst kind of crime because not only is it against a kid a sweet innocent kid but it was completely random no 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 reasoning reason. no rhyme for it no just a sick 
beep. Exactly. You put that word in that you feel is appropriate. <laughs> Use the worst one you can think of. Yeah. The potty words, as my three-year-old says. Um, but there's that's pretty much all the Polly case. Mm-hmm. But there's some more background to Davis that we find out. Um, prior to his kidnapping and murder of Polly, there's, like, numerous occasions that this guy could have been sentenced to a long stint in prison, and this could have been prevented, so... Yeah, it was honestly, like, really unbelievable. There's a whole... I can't remember if it was, like, the Wikipedia page or Murderpedia or something like that, but it was... Something very, very high-tech and fancy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was... But it was this, like, long, 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 long list of Mm -hmm. all these crimes or, like, not necessarily Kidnapping even crimes, Kidnapping people but and raping them. Just and, awful. Ugh, and just I, a puke. I wrote them all down so we can just discuss how terrible yes. he was. So, just a little bit about Davis's childhood. So, his, which, I mean, don't we talk about this every time? It just really, it seems like it goes back to the childhood. But the it's puber- like, there's... The puberty. There's gotta be people that have crappy childhoods. There's lots of people that have crappy childhoods. Yeah, and they don't turn out to be murderers. Like that guy, um, the, a child called It guy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. He's not a terrible person. Relatively normal human. He, like, turned it around for the better. And of all the people that could have hated society and been like, beep, this world, I'm just gonna do me. Exactly. A valuable member of society. Yeah. But this POS, on the other hand... Not so much. No. Nope. So, yeah. So, his... I mean, his parents were, I think, pretty terrible. Um, they were both alcoholics. They were abusive. Um, I read somewhere that his mom actually, like, put out her cigarettes on his skin <sighs> and just was awful. Sick, and, terrible woman. Yeah, and so they ended up getting divorced. Um, He lived with his dad, who also, like, just didn't want him. He was, like, thrown around to babysitters and families, and there was, like, a parade of stepmoms and... Oh, yes. Just, I mean... I bet they all looked like um, Peg Bundy, too. Oh, I bet. It's just what Classy ladies. Yeah. Yeah. And just tossing little, little Richard Allen to the side. But that's still not an excuse. I don't feel bad for Tiny Child Davis because the next point on my list says that he set cats on fire. That's part of the triad. It is. What is it? The McDonald triad? I think so. And it's like. Every time I hear McDonald, I'm like, cheeseburgers? What? Cheeseburgers, and What is it? It's It's torturing uh, animals, peeing, peeing your pants or bedwetting. Yep, and setting fires. Yes. So he. Well, I mean, I can't say for sure that he peed his pants. I didn't know. I don't know about that, but he set cats on fire. Like, so that's, that's two, two and one. Two and one, yeah. Two birds, one stone. Alice, close your ears. Yeah, Don't listen Alice. to this. Where is Alice? I usually Alice is here. Oh, she's over resting on her bed. So, <laughs> by the time that he was a teenager, he already had a criminal record. He was, like, stealing all the time. Obviously, like, setting fires and torturing poor baby animals. I mean, I don't love cats, but I still wouldn't set one on fire. No. Not my favorite no. animal, but that's wrong. He was mean to dogs, too. Oh. We're just going to move on. I can't. Yeah, just move on. He was not nice he to was animals. He not nice to animals. He stole. 
he dropped out of high school when he was a sophomore. And then I found this really interesting. When he was 17 years old, a court ordered him to attend a juvenile correction facility or join the army. Oh. Like, great. Good idea. I mean, so this is probably, what, the 90s, 70s? Mid, early 70s, probably? That know. he was probably in, because I don't know how old he was at the time. I don't know how old he poly. was either, and I'm not good with the math. Let's see what year he was born. Um, so he decided to join the army, obviously. I mean, I think if you're given those two choices. But he was discharged um, just a little over a year later. And I don't know if he was dishonorably discharged or what it didn't say, just a discharged. So that was kind of his, you know, teenage years and then the you know what really starts to hit the fan so he a couple years so probably like a year after he got discharged from the army he was 19 and he was at a um, girl's house her name was Marlene Voris she was 18 and she was having a party and the next day she was found dead of a gunshot wound there was multiple suicide notes found at the scene, which mm. just seems really weird. Like, why are there multiple? Like, why at a party? Yeah. But, so I don't think it was really, like, looked into super in-depth. It was ruled as a suicide and never investigated. But most people that were friends with her and that knew her thought that um, Davis killed her and then tried to cover it up, made it look like a suicide. Probably pretty likely. I would say so. Oh, just while I'm reading here, he was born in 1954. Hmm. So it was probably like the 60s, 60s, early 70s. But just reading here on tonsoffacts.com about Richard Allen Davis, that he was mentally unstable and sometimes suffered from hallucinations. He's reported to have taken a gun outside at home and shot at mirages. Oh. So, I mean... That's, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You're making a face. I'm just... Oh, so say, is there another fact? Oh. So, discussing about Marlene, the girl that he's... They're thinking that he likely killed. Um, in 1977, he supposedly told a psychiatrist that her death had deeply affected him, and he had been hearing her voice in his head. And at times, another voice would appear telling him that she wanted to be assaulted or robbed or raped. Okay. So. So he is mm-hmm. deeply disturbed. Yes. Like a deeply disturbed individual. Sick in the head. Very much so. I mean, you can buy his prison-owned glasses on CrimeAuctionHouse.com. Okay, that's. Because that's what I need. For $115. Weird. I don't even spend $115 on my own glasses. Who, like, drinking glasses or, like, eyeglasses? Eyeglasses. It doesn't matter either way. I'm not spending that much. Mm-mm. But that's weird. That's really bizarre. Okay, so going back to his trial. <clears throat> at his formal sentencing, we talked about this, but at his formal sentencing, Davis read a statement claiming that class had said to him, just don't do me like my dad. Like, yeah. what a sick bastard. Yeah. That, like, makes me want to vomit. And his dad, um, Mark Class, Polly's dad, reacted by shouting, Oh, burn in hell, Davis. Beep you. Like, good for him. Good like, for him. Let's just applaud him. Mm-hmm. 
And apparently the judge said at the sentencing, Mr. Davis, this is always a traumatic and emotional decision for a judge. You have made it very easy today by your conduct. That judge knew what was up. He knew. Sick. Blech. That's all you can say about this I one. I know, I just Blech. have all the ugh vibes. Disgusting. So. So, yeah, do we... Back to... Oh, there's more. There's There is so much more about his history here. So, after Marlene died, he was arrested for burglary, because apparently that was, like, his thing. He just liked to He liked steal. it. Um, he served a little bit of time in a county jail. Then he was arrested again a few weeks later, sentenced to prison, and then he was released after a year. Like, there's just so many cracks in the system here that it just is unbelievable. In and out of prison, like... And, um, some of his other, um, crimes include public intoxication, um, he had multiple parole violations, he even had other kidnapping charges. Yes. And... This was his thing. It really was. Um, he abducted a lady named Frances Mays. Um, who actually testified at Polly's trial 20 years later. So good, good for, for her. her. Stick it to the man. Exactly. But, yeah, so he forced Frances into his car at knife point. He assaulted her. And any guesses how many years in jail he received for that one? Not enough, for sure. Obviously. Six. Six years. Six years for abducting someone. I yes, mean, that's- and sexually assaulting them. Um, but she, I love this lady. She's awesome. She saw a car coming when she was um, in his car. She grabbed his knife and she pieced out of there. And um, it ended up actually being a highway patrol on his way to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, like. God was on your side, honey. Yeah. I don't know what kind of God you believe in, but, but he was there. And Francis. She, she is one. Whatever. Yeah, she is. Uh, one B. Tough SOB. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so the next thing that he did was he broke into a lady's house named Marjorie Mitchell, beat her. Um, she like woke up to him standing over top oh of her. Oh my God, that's like my her. biggest fear Oh, in life. I know. Is being like safe in your own home and like somebody is just. Like, yeah, I'm, every time my husband is gone for a night. I'm literally like wake up and open one eye like, oh God, what's which happening? It, which is never. Our husbands are never not at home <laughs> for everybody Never. Else. And they're large. They're, they're very large. big. And they have a lot of guns. <laughs> that actually is very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this lady, she also testified at Polly's trial. So like women helping women, man. Like you go girls. Girl power. Um, so unfortunately I'm not done. There's more. Ugh. Um, Hazel Frost, just three days after Marjorie Mitchell was attacked, got into Hazel's car, held her at gunpoint, Jesus, and told her to drive to the back of a restaurant. Where now he she assaulted her. No, 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 no. Now oh. she is like, like these women are amazing. She was and a bad bee. She was. She rolled out of her vehicle. <laughs> she grabbed her pistol. Like this is amazing. That sounds like my stepmom. She grabbed her pistol <laughs> and she. <laughs> yeah, actually. And and she shot him. She shot at him. Good. Yeah. Too bad she didn't get him. I just have this vision of, like, this woman just rolling out of her moving vehicle, just <laughs> shooting at him. Roll. Like, oh, man. 
And then, oh I just God. can't, I can't make this stuff up. Then the next day, the next day, he broke into another lady's house, Josephine Krieger. And to top this off, all of these things happened after he had escaped from a mental hospital. Oh, good. Because they didn't put him in jail. They put him in a mental hospital. And he, there, like, he accidentally got admitted as a voluntary patient instead oh, of a yes. prisoner. Voluntary. Yeah, yes. so then he just peaced out and broke into, like, everybody's house <laughs> and held everybody at gun or knife point. The only thing that he's <gasps> done voluntarily in his life is harm people. Yes. He just can't stop, won't stop. Ugh. Okay. Can't stop the feeling. Yeah, I hate that song, so I will associate oh, I like that, that song, song with this nasty man. Trolls. I love that movie. <laughs> so that's my list of his, his crimes. So Mr. Davis is the reason why we now have the three strikes rule. Which is obviously a very good yes. rule. So basically if you're convicted, I don't, I don't know if you have like the actual physical. Yeah, if, um, if somebody commits three felonies, they automatically receive a life sentence of 25 years to life. Like even yes. if the third felony is like not super major. It's like, still, oh, you have a firearm and you've already been collect- convicted of two felonies. Doesn't Sucks matter. to suck. Mm-hmm. Learn to you... follow the real the rules like a normal human. Well, right, and I mean, I feel like three strikes is still, like... Plenty. Plenty generous. I feel like one felony should be sufficient. You would think so, but I mean, at least something has been done. Yes. So, um, some other... God bless the USA. <sighs> I know, right? Sometimes. Some days. Some other... I guess, good things that came out of um, the tragic situation of Polly's kidnapping and murder. Um, her parents actually both started two separate foundations. There's the Polly Class Foundation, which is dedicated to recovering missing children and also to the safety of all children. And it's if you have a chance, check out the Polyclass Foundation website. Um, they counsel families. They counsel law enforcement. There's, like, a huge master list of all the missing children. Um, all the Amber Alerts are out there. And it's just, like, a really, I don't know, it's a really nice place to put all this together, like, a go-to. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a child who ever goes missing, it's a really good resource yeah. for that to help Hopefully bring none home. of us ever have to deal with that. Hopefully not, but unfortunately the website is pretty full. full. Ugh. And Sick. then her, so I think that was the one that her mom started yes. and then her dad started Class Kids, <coughs> which their mission is to stop crimes against children and they, um, they also have a ton of information and resources for if your child goes missing, but they do, which I think is really cool, um, free child IDs. So they do like photographs oh, and fingerprinting. Oh, yes. Like the ones we used to have mm-hmm. when we were little. Yeah. Which I don't is, know if they do that anymore, though. I, I mean, don't you know. don't see it anymore. All of us used to have those little the little IDs, like the little they, with the dog on them, right? I I don't remember. They I remember, had like the detective dog on it. I rough remember. I know. Yeah, probably. I remember my nerdy like fourth grade picture on there, and you had to like get your fingerprints yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So I mean, something something, something good, good coming from a nasty sick situation. Exactly. Ugh. I wonder how many times. I challenge you guys to go back and re-listen to this. And every time I say, blech, take a drink, take a drink of, wine. of wine. 
Because I say it a lot in this one. Because that's Cause literally the only description for this. Blech. Blech. Sick. Exactly. <sighs> that one was heavy. I'm tired now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I don't want to talk about this guy again. No. All right. On that note, we'll catch you next time. Lock your freaking doors. Later. Bye.